Good morning. Good morning. So it has been a while. We haven't done it for two weeks. I think this is going to probably be the cycle we'll do it every two weeks. Keep people on the edge of their seats, waiting in anticipation. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, something controversial. And I pray that those controversial topics were controversial. And the objective is is really to challenge people's thinking. Um, and this week, I was, as I was thinking about this week's controversial topic, I thought of maybe we could, t- not maybe not now, maybe now, who knows. I was thinking of a few topics that we could talk oh, about. Really? And what about you? I have a few things, but I don't know if anything substantial will we'll let Holy Spirit lead us. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Well, I think a controversial topic. I was listening to a podcast this morning, and uh, well, actually an audiobook. And um, I heard someone say, oh, when babies die, they go to heaven. And I go, oh, that's controversial. Yes, that is a controversial, unknown topic. topic. Yeah, And so... I know people like to to hear that because from an emotional perspective, it's like, oh, they children are innocent, and um, but the reality is nobody on the planet is innocent. Everybody is born into sin. Whether it's a child that's point one years days old to an adult, you're telling me even those innocent little babies, Andrea, are born in sin. Everybody is, and there's only one way to be redeemed from that, and that's through Yeshua. And where do you get that from? Uh, from the Scripture. You where about? Well, is that the topic we're going to talk about? Okay, well, I was, I was, I was okay, answer, you did well, just answer this quick, quickly, this question. Oh, it's a quick one. Okay, okay so in um, 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about that if one parent is a believer, then your children are holy. In other words, they are set apart. They are unto God. If one parent. So the parent has an impact on the children. So if one parent is a believer, one parent has an impact, and they are set aside, they are holy. That's in 1 Corinthians fourteen, uh, 7 verse 14-ish. 1 Corinthians 7? So yeah, 7, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I think you, you're looking it, up, looking it up. What does it say? Verse 14. Verse 14 says, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. Yes. So holy, the word holy is set aside, set apart. In other words, they weren't holy before. Mm. Okay, so that's what you're basing your whole doctrine on. Well, that's one, okay. okay. Um, again, I see people talk about the fact that, oh, if someone has a baby and they die, they're innocent and then they go to heaven. You need to understand that everybody on this planet is bitten by the serpent of sin. There is no one righteous, not no, not one, not even a, in, a child that is just born. Everybody is innocent. Everybody needs the antidote okay so the antidote the parents can get the antidote and because of the parents it can impact the children of course but if the parents are not believers then what happens to the child um now i know i could i could go on and i can talk about people's encounters in heaven some people have seen um babies in heaven some people have seen babies in in hell or in a place called death so I'm not going to go based on what people are saying. I'm going to be going on 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 scripture because if that was the case, and every person that is born needs to die, because what about that person that lives gets older and then they die and then they go to hell? It'd be better that they get they die when they're born. And how do you define what born is? Does born mean coming out of the womb? I mean, what? Because I want to go to that place. What about babies that are aborted, that are killed inside the womb? They're not born. Yep. Does yeah. that include them? 
I know you're going on the scripture from Romans 3.10, right, where it says, there is none righteous, no, not one. So yep. I just wanted to give that scripture reference. But so it makes you say, well, what is the definition of being born? Um, well, I, I mean, it could be even the fact that a, a miscarriage, which is inside the womb. Yeah, but is that, a ba- is that being still, born? There's still, in other words, there's still a life. And then there's still, so even if it's one week old, uh, where does that child go? I know the child doesn't know any right or wrong. And then I know some people may throw up the passage. What about in Ezekiel? It says, the sins of the father are not uh, laid upon yeah. the children. Uh, and the answer is yes. In other words, we, according to the context, is we are not allowed to punish. We, as humans, are not allowed to punish the children for the father's sins. That's, not That's the, the context. It's not referring to that sins uh, into the world and that all have received sin or death through that. So in Romans 5, it talks about the death um, that's come to us through Adam. Yeah, because that would contradict. If if it was the sins of the father is not, not imputed to the children, that would contradict Exodus 20 when the Lord gave the commandment and said the sins will be upon a thousand generations, right? Or five mm-hmm. generations, sorry, five generations. I think and, and, and that's the Lord, right? That's the Lord. So it's the difference between man imputing sin for the children. Yeah, but again, in, in that place, not the sins on a thousand. That's the love of God on a thousand no, generations. No, five generations. I it's, think it was said. four generations. Okay. It was four generations. That, uh, so the third and fourth generation, yeah. Yeah, Genesis, uh, Exodus 20, verse 5, the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. And that's the father speaking. There's a consequence on the people. Now, the fact is, everybody, like if you go to Romans f- um, 5, it talks about that, the, that we, we all receive death. Baby and all receive death because of what happened with Adam. So that as a result of this. Oh, you say, well, that's unfair. No, you don't understand that we have all been bitten by the serpent of sin. So if, if anything's unfair, the, ch- the parents are the ones that are unfair. The parents are the ones that need to, that need to surrender their life to the, right Lord the Lord for their children's sake. So it's not, so when someone says unfair, no, no, the, the parents need to. So what, then the question mates ask is, well, what happens? What defines a child? No, well, let's ask the question, what happens if a, um, a child dies? and the parents are not believers, the child goes to a place called the death, which is inside the earth, a place of nothingness, and will stay there until, until judgment day, and somehow God will judge them based on what they knew or, or just obliterate them, I don't know, in God's hands. But let's say, for example, that those parents, many, many, many years later, one parent gives their life to the Lord. What happens then? I believe that that child is taken out of, of this place called death and taken to heaven so that when the person goes to heaven one day, they're able to see their child and, and, and teach their child. So you don't think that the, the, the law or the father can look at the life of the child and say this is what they would have done? Afterwards, in, on judgment day, but before that, no one can go to heaven without Christ. No one. So and the what, only way the person can go to, go to heaven is Christ all the parents of of the children? Then the question is you asked earlier is, well, what constitutes a child? A child, mm-hmm. in what age? And I know some people will say the, the age of accountability. If you use the Jewish um, Talmud, they'll say the age of accountability is around about 13. That's why you have the Bar Mitzvah, um, age of about 13 years old, um, when they can understand the commandments of God. 
Um, there are some children that don't even understand the commandments of God, no matter what, they just don't understand because they don't have that intellectual ability to understand. Or they may have had some idea that there is a creator, but not necessarily know Jesus, but that will be saved till judgment day. For example, I'm thinking of a kid lying in bed, parents don't know the Lord, the kid feels like there's something, there is a God out there, and they pray, even though they don't know, they're praying that Jesus is the way. So that will be judged on judgment day. That yeah, so on Judgment Day, everybody will be judged based on the works. When I say everybody, those that are not, not believers, right? The believers will be judged earlier at the judgment seat of Christ. Um, but if, 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 if a parent wants their child to go to heaven, at that, and it's before the age of accountability, whatever that age is, before they are responsible for themselves, then that person needs to um, accept the Lord as Lord and Savior on behalf of their children, um, and also on behalf of their own selves. So it's the idea of, I don't believe, and, and, and I don't believe teacher, um, the scripture teaches that every child that dies goes to heaven. That is not true. Um, only those that of, of believing parents or believing parent, or believing parent in the future, um, then the child will go, or um, the child gives his life to, or her life to the Lord at some time in their life, and therefore that's a part from their parents. I think that's, that's the only potential way that they will get to heaven because everybody needs the antidote, and, and Yeshua is the only antidote. Okay, so to just clarify, for those people who whose children are aborted, they miscarried, or the children die before the age of accountability, and their parents are not saved, they go to kind of a holding place but if their parents are christians so they would a holding place i don't want to make sure we're not catholic right like purgatory yes okay it's it's a place called death yes and in the scriptures uh, it says in revelation 20 that death and hades will be brought up before the lord and god will judge those in death and hades so you should ask the question what what is death and what is hades hades according to luke 16 is a place of torment as a place of suffering for those who have come against god or haven't used the ability to glorify the Lord and 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 and, um, and especially also not looking after the poor right then then um, and also done other things a place of death is is those that don't know the Lord they've they've tried they loved they love God but they didn't accept Yeshua as the Lord and Savior you could say the best um, Jehovah's Witness or the best um, Jewish person Right. Have a sincere love and sincere love for God. Know fear, the Father, the fear Creator. God. They will go to a place called death. They will not go to heaven. They will stay there until judgment and be judged based on the works to show them that they needed Yeshua as their Lord and Savior because their sins are or their righteousness is filthy rags before the Lord. So, so at so, the moment of death, on from this planet. Mm-hmm. Earth from Earth, the moment of physical death for each person, there is an instantaneous judgment, going to three different places. Yes, and according to the Word of God, everybody is written in the Book of Life from the very beginning. Okay, so so the intention of the Lord was that all be saved. Yeah, so everybody, so people are written in the Book of Life, mm-hmm. and so at the point of death, if they know Yeshua as the Lord and Savior, they stay in the Book of Life. If they don't, they'll go. Now there is a difference between what happened before the cross and what happened after the cross. Before the cross, when they died, there was no Yeshua. There's no Yeshua, so they, they still couldn't um, get in. Uh, they couldn't weren't accept. righteous, yeah. So they didn't go to heaven. 
They went to a place inside the earth called Paradise, and another place was called Hades. We know this from the scripture because of um, a number of places. One, when Samuel is called up, called up from the earth, right? He's called up from the earth. He when Saul the, goes to the medium, yeah, to, to spiritual. So he dies, and he calls Samuel up, and he comes up from the earth. This is Samuel. This is not a demonic thing that some people will try to allude to. This is Samuel. There's no indication in the scripture that it's demonic in any way. Because really he gets God. upset. He gets upset. And he's saying, you'll be with me tomorrow the same place. So he tells um, him Saul. this. Saul, oh, yeah. Yeah, Saul this. You also have the reassure in Luke 16, talking about the rich man and the poor man. And then the poor man went into Abraham's and, bosom. Right. And it looks like it was good in Abraham's bosom. However, the rich man was in a place called Hades where there was torment and he was hot and he needed water for his tongue. Hades. So you see, these compartments existed before um, Christ Okay, died so let's just summarize this just for clarification. So before the, the, Jesus died on the cross... People died, but there were righteous people on earth who sincerely loved the Lord, had animal David, sacrifices. David, David, Moses. David himself says, the Lord will not leave. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. David, yeah. Uh, Samuel, Elisha, many of the, the great men and patriarchs, even before, even Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all of those men. So when they died, they went to a place called uh, a paradise. Mm-hmm. Which was inside the earth. Which was inside the earth. You say, well, how do we know that? Because of Samuel. We believe Samuel was righteous, and he came up from the earth. That's mm-hmm. very good That's confirmation. We also have the fact that when he talks about Yeshua gives... It's not a parable in Luke 16. Be clear. He says when it's a parable, when it's not a parable. So people try to explain it away because of a doctrinal position. But according to the scripture, there is paradise. And notice Abraham's bosom. He, the, the poor man was in Abraham's bosom. Okay. Why is it called Abraham? Abraham's bosom. And so he's with Abraham. Where is Abraham then? Obviously in the same place where, the, where this um, rich man was. Because he was known as the father of nations. So help me understand. So when Jesus died on the cross, we know he went down to hell. He got the keys of death from Satan. Uh, he tormented the spirits. Okay, so okay, just so that you have some scripture for that, you got Hebrews two talks about that. You have Revelation, um, I believe it's uh, one verse eighteen says he took the keys of death in Hades. He's got it now. Also, he's in the belly of the earth for three days and three days and three nights. He says it's just like a Jonah was in the heart uh, in the belly of the fish. Son of man will be in the heart of the earth. That's in Matthew uh, twelve verse forty. So you have those scriptures where Yeshua is going to go. And then also the scripture you, you spoke about where he made a public spectacle of, of them is when he went down to Hades, Yeshua himself, he went down to Hades because all the sin of the world was upon him. And then he made a public spectacle of them because they couldn't hold him. Because he was righteous. He was without sin. He was perfect. He, commit, he, he kept the law 100%. Yep. And then after that, he went to a place called Tartarus. Um, that's where he ministered to the spirits that were in the time of Noah, who tried to stop his his return. When it means ministered, what does that mean? When it means he spoke to them. In other words, he he, he um, shared with them because they tried to stop him coming. And so they were locked up. So is he giving them another chance? No, or? he was going to. He was telling them, hey, by the way, you tried to stop me from coming, and I just want to let you know that I've done it. Oh, I've so completed it. So he's basically revealed sh- himself. Sh- revealing the good news that they tried to stop. Didn't, they couldn't stop it, and he okay. has come. 
So then he comes up to earth. Because, and he goes to because you need to understand, those fallen angels, all they knew was they, they try to sleep with mankind to pollute the seed. And when those people die, they thought, okay. And then there were, those angels oh, were taken right. and they were locked up. In, 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 so they, they thought that they, they, they did their job, that they accomplished. They didn't know um, that, that the Lord had made a, um, a way. So they were waiting that Satan may be released them or something. And so they were having this hope. So when Yeshua came to them, they had they basically took their hope away. Like, you guys are doomed. Because you've for, done... Because you, 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 you try to stop me and I'm going to tell you, you, you didn't. Right? You didn't stop me. And then from there, he went to paradise. You said, well, how do we know we went to paradise? Because the Bible says, he said to a thief on the cross, today, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah, today. Today. So he went straight away. Yeah, so he went... And then, so then he, he went up to take to the Father in heaven because or he came so, to so earth so first. So he stayed in paradise probably for, for two days. Uh, so it's like a total of three days in the earth. And then from there he went to heaven. Well, first he stopped on earth because he said, don't touch me. I haven't been to my father. So he stopped on earth. That was in the garden. Remember, yep. he said, do not touch me to Mary. I have not yet been to my father. He went up to the father, presented his blood and his atonement for all of our sin to the yep. father. Thank you, my Lord. Mm-hmm. And then he came back down to earth. And it says that there were saints seen on the streets of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. The, the graves were opened mm-hmm. and there were, there were saints seen. That's in, uh, in Matthew, Matthew 26. 26 27. Oh, 27. Verse 52. Yeah. Right. So we know that the great saints of old, in other words, the patriarchs, all the mighty men of God, the yeah, righteous. We could call it a rapture, right? Because the, the graves were opened. Mm-hmm. And the saints of old were seen in the streets of Jerusalem, right? So it wasn't like it was hidden. It was in the streets of Jerusalem. So they were seeing this. And, and then she's asking, well, what happened to them? When did they go? But when, what was the decision made for those saints to be there? Like, what do you think was the prerequisite for them being in Abraham's bosom or in paradise? Well, living a righteous life or well, the thing is they were separate from God nobody was righteous before God right. so, so they were separate so they had to be separate from God nobody could go to heaven right. except for you could say Enoch he went to heaven Elijah but he was in a physic, physical body well Moses yes but that's another topic for another day uh, because he did die right yes. um, but we believe that he was resurrected later on and that's why Yeshua saw him in the Mount, Garden of Transfiguration oh, yeah. Mount of Transfiguration yeah so, but go, going back to how did the Lord decide whether they were in paradise or in uh, in Abraham's bosom? What was the prerequisite? They for feared them? God. They feared God. So they feared God, and you could see it by the evidence of their lives that they feared God. So and he knew the, they would. They they were expecting the they return. Believed, they believed in the Messiah. The Messiah. They believed in the Messiah. They, they were like, when's the Messiah coming? And they spoke about and him, and then they believed the Messiah. They believed that. What, and, and they feared God and because of this fear and they believing in the Messiah when Yeshua came it was like he was, the, he was the payment for them and therefore they were taken together with him into heaven so paradise now was moved right so paradise was in the earth now paradise is moved to heaven so what do you think is what is the void now that's left in the earth when paradise is taken right a place of death it's death it's nothingness when you hear all the testimonies of people that have died you hear some people that have, they've died and they've go to a place and they, it feels like it's empty. There's nothing there. They, it's like it's it's like a coma. They they're there, but they're so so lonely. Mm-hmm. That's that's what void is. That's what death is. However, 
um, Hades is a place of torment where they get tormented. So you say, well, one's tormented. No, the difference is one's tormented with heat, with pain, with demons harassing them, where the other one is isolation. So death is a place of isolation where paradise used to be. So now everybody's required. That's why the Lord says that, um, I believe it says God winked. In other words, now he expects every man to repent. Because Yeshua has come. He's come. There's he evidence expects of him. everything, every man to repent. And but some in, people might not have heard of him. That's in Acts 17, verse 28. But okay. some people might not have heard of Yeshua. And so some of those people might go to that place of death, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they'll still go to a place called death. But the fact is they also they also need Yeshua um, to, be, to go to heaven. And they're going to be judged based on their works one day at the judgment seat. Of Christ, and that's where the children who haven't reached age of accountability will, will have are going or are waiting unless they, until their parents become yeah, and then you believe when on the moment the parents to, be, except, yeah, but okay, you, but we haven't finished the one part, so we, we okay. had this before before yeah. um before the, the cross. cross. That's we really explained that okay, and that those went then, up to heaven. Then they went to heaven and they saw Yeshua getting. The, the crown. There you saw him that he was able to open the seals. This is basically Revelation 5 gives us a view into the elders were there. The elders saw this happening and they threw their, their crown. So they saw. So, so John is basically everybody says uh, Revelation is about the future. It's not only about the future. It has a lot of elements about the past. You have Revelation um, f um, 4 about the past. Well, Revelation 5 is about the past. Um, Revelation 12 in the beginning is about the past. Um, you have the sun, the moon. Revelation uh, 17 around about 10 is about the past. So there are elements about the past so that you can understand the future. And so, so we have a glimpse of, of when Yeshua received the crown and he was um, given the, the right to open up the seals. John was seeing this. And so who, who, when did those elders, elders get, get there? there? Uh, they didn't come there before Christ. And they definitely are men, because we know elders are no, men. No, and, and Yeshua is known as the first fruit of the dead. Mm -hmm. He's not the second fruit, the third fruit of the dead. So, so first he had fruit. to die first and be resurrected Yeah, not the elders, exactly. So therefore he was taken up, so he took them up with him to heaven. Then the question you have to ask is, and, and when did those um, saints... How long were they on the earth for before yeah, they went to heaven? That, that was a question. Well, did they go to heaven or did they stay on earth and did they die again? And so the only way to actually know this is by looking at other articles of New Testament, or, or should I say the first century writings of other church leaders um, talking about this event. And, there's, and there was a, a book called The Gospel of Nicodemus. And in The Gospel of Nicodemus, they say that a, um, these people, some of them, some of the people actually went to heaven and saw Christ get um, the, crown, the crown okay and get uh, some of the some of them not all of them okay and some of them stayed on earth until the 40 days was over and when Christ ascended the last time that's when they also ascended okay so it's not just one or the other so there's various views on this so one's either with the same time that he went to heaven so he walked around for a bit they went, they went to heaven within that one day and others other stay according to the Nicodemus the gospel of Nicodemus they call it um, he uh, they were talking with people not publicly some of them were not publicly they were actually just talking with people that wanted to know and and even they spoke about that um, 
um, Simeon, the guy that that actually bapt, uh, dedicated Yeshua, um, he was there, one of, one of the saints of old. And they knew him. And that's why he carried a lot of weight. Like, we know who this guy is. I'd, and many people repented and came to the Lord during this time too because they saw the saints of old. So now after the cross, mm-hmm. things changed. Yeah. So at, after the cross, at the point of death, there's an instant decision-making process about where that person goes uh, for, their, for, for either a temporary time or, a, or, or, or eternity. So for those believers who accept Yeshua as the Son of God, who believe that day he died on the cross for their sins, rose again the third day, he's the only way to the Father, they instantly go to heaven. Yes. And they, they're with... And then you, I know you... Or someone will say, well, where does it prove that you instantly go to heaven when you die? And, I, and you know what? There's no, not necessarily one scripture for this. There's a number of them. Firstly, what you need to understand, we need to determine is, Yeshua himself says... I go and prepare a place for you, right? He talks to his own disciples. So he's going to a place where he's expecting them to come. Yeah. And, and so he says to them, that I'm going to prepare a place for you. So that's very important. He's going to prepare a place for them. Also, we have Paul himself. He says he's caught between two things. Either he's going to be absent in his body. In other words, he wants to die or he's going to be present with the Lord. So he's got a choice. He, he knows that he would want, he personally wants to be with the Lord. But he knows it's more beneficial for, for us that he stays so he can teach us before he gets far, goes away. So he's caught between, between the two he talks about. In other words, he says, if he dies, he's with, he's with the Lord. Right. Okay? So the scripture says that, uh, that God is not a respecter of persons. So if he's not a respecter of, of Paul or of the disciples, then what about us who believe in him? Like the disciples, we who believe didn't in see him. Didn't see him, and he didn't say to Thomas, "Blessed are those who, who have not seen and yet believed." Mm-hmm. They saw him, so we didn't. Therefore, we also blessed, just like they are blessed. Amen. And if and if Paul is absent, the body is present with the Lord. So are we. Why wouldn't we be? And so there are more scripture than that. Um, but the the, po- the key of the, the point of the matter is that we as believers. Are with the Lord all the time, even on this earth. And when we die, we're in the presence of the Lord. Yes, we're not going to have our physical bodies instantly when we go to heaven, like those saints of old. I believe that they got the immortal bodies. We haven't got ours yet. When a person dies and they go to heaven, they don't get the immortal bodies. They will get it one day when Christ comes to the earth in the clouds. Then those who are dead in Christ will receive, which will be those that are in heaven. That's when they receive their immortal immortal bodies okay so bringing it all the way back to the beginning which was children in heaven and we established the age of accountability is when they can make a decision for themselves well do we have scripture for that is what I'm saying well, I'm, I, well you said that the Talmud has some reference yeah, but the and fact is the Talmud is not, not the scripture no right? it's not but we do know from the fact from the scripture it says in, in Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 it says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth now when can somebody do that? Yes. Right. Some, I, I know kids that can do that when they're five years old, that they have this calling on their heart uh, that they love the Lord and they, they speak it up when they're four, four years old, five years old, six years old. Um, there's some that are 15 years old that are mentally handicapped in some way right. that they are unable to. I know of somebody that 
that um, their whole life they've been uh, unable to move. And all, I can't even speak, all they could move is their finger. And when the gospel was shared with them, they used to move their finger once or twice for minutes yes and one, and one for no. And when the gospel was shared with them and they acknowledged that they would, is Yeshua, do you want to accept Yeshua as your Lord and Savior after they heard the gospel? So mentally they, they were able to understand, but only understand with, uh, within with limitations. limited, yeah. right? And they accepted with the clicking of the finger. Mm-hmm. Now you say, well, that's not Romans 9 and 10. Because they haven't confessed it with their mouth, right? But, the but, Lord knows. But the, the key thing is, God knows the heart. They've confessed it. Mm-hmm. The same as, for example, with, um, I would say, um, remember Zach, uh, Zacharias. He wasn't able to speak, right? So, oh, when, so, when, he was, when, when he was in the temple. And notice, he wasn't able to speak, but the, he was released. In other words, he was set free after he wrote... The name John down. That's me. Same as us. It wasn't the, the necessary the words out of our mouth that oh. released him. It was it was from the heart. And as and 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 some outward form of acknowledgement. Ex- acknowledgement is it a click? Is it a nod? I accept. And and God matches that with the heart. And then the person receives the antidote. Mm-hmm, because you've also heard Yeshua. about people on the death on their deathbed, who. Don't pray the fancy sinner's prayer that everybody talks about, which is good to do that. But they are in, unable to do it. They're lying on their deathbed, and somebody shares the gospel with them, and they the give a head hand, nod, or they squeeze their hand, squeeze or their hand, or give a blink, or whatever. So, uh, what Some you're saying is the Lord, the Lord recognizes a person's heart. We don't have to go into semantics of, of oh, you confessed with your mouth, oh, you were hundred percent there. The Lord knows. If you can confess with your mouth, ideally do that. Yes, right? and that's for the but majority, it, right? That's ideal. But if you if you cannot, you know, mm-hmm. then I believe that God looks your heart. And the example I would give would be Zacharias. That is a perfect example of God setting him free after he wrote it down. Didn't even say it out loud. He couldn't even mouth it. He had wrote it down, and then mm-hmm. God that's said. a good example. And the other one that comes to mind is the thief on the cross, who who, who said, "Remember me." And, and Jesus said, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." The, the thief never, never went into a whole dialogue and a whole, you know, speech. Yeshua saw his his heart and knew. Yeah. I, I recognize who you are, Lord. Please, please remember me. In other words, but, yeah. Mm, but he also recognized the thief. Recognized that he was a sinner. Yes. He recognized that he he done he, things wrong. He did things wrong, and he deserved it. And, and he need, but he needed help. He needed he, a savior. He needed someone. He needed Yeshua. Because he was righteous, he says, remember me. So obviously he heard the messages of Yeshua. He and he saw what the people were responding, how they were responding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, this is a tough pill for some people to swallow, to think that little babies might end up in hell. Well, I, I'm not here to tickle people's emotions, right? I'm trying to make sure that people actually understand. And if, you are, if you're moved by emotions, then this is not, this is not for you. But well, God, hopefully emotions will move people to say, yes, I want him as Lord and Savior, and, and, and I'm accountable for all yeah, I've done. But again, it's, 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 it's the feel-good. Uh, where It's, oh, well, all babies are in heaven. It's like this kind what of What about feel-good. angels? They become angels. Well, God needs another angel. How many times I've heard this when someone goes, oh, you know what, they're in a better place. And you go, a better place? The person didn't even believe the Lord. They, they're not in a better place. They've no. actually, it'd be better that they suffered and been in pain than on earth. With, on earth and being um, suffering and crying every moment of the day, it's better that they'll be on earth, that they'll be in hell, be where they get tormented day and night and continually suffering in the heat and the pain. So don't tell me it's better. 
And sometimes we try to make, we want to appease people by that. Mm-hmm. But the Word of God is very clear. Mm-hmm. Without Christ, you will not be saved. Mm-hmm. Only one way to heaven. That's right. People say, well, there's many ways to God. No, there are many ways to Satan. There's only one way to God, and His name is Yeshua. Only one. Right. Amen, Andre. Amen. Okay, so do you want to close in prayer? <sighs> yeah. So we, I, didn't, we didn't get to other topics. It's okay. This obviously was important because... Because yeah. I, I want to cover other things. I wanted to cover things like um, frequencies. You know, like... Oh, we have to do that one. Okay, frequencies. How frequencies, I mean, God speaks and how things and take the, place. Like, yeah. Oh, I've got so many things to say about that. I forgot about, about that one. Yeah, I also want to talk about the prophecies, right? The prophecies um, that are going to come come to about in the next um, 10 years, um, whether it's... Um, the, the one will order and how it's going to come to pass, the, the attack on um, energy and what's going to look like. So yeah, I also thought another topic, we, somebody sent in a question and said, you know, if God is all-knowing, why in the garden did he put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil knowing that he was tempting Adam and Eve, knowing that he, they would probably do it. But that's for another time. Yeah, but that's, okay, but that's a quick, quick answer. I want to give you a quick answer to that. Okay, but... But, but no, let me just answer this. Can you imagine I have you in my house? Okay, you love me. Okay? I, I bring you to my house and I lock the door. All the doors and I, you never be able to get out ever and I put it in my pocket and I say, oh, I love you. And you go, if you love me, then trust me. And I go, well, I, do, I trust you. But I want you to, I know better for you. The love will be con- will be not two-sided. It will be me loving you. It's controlled. Yeah, and I'm controlling you versus I'm giving you the free will to love me back. So in, mm-hmm. in other words, if you love me, I'm giving you a door. So you can choose. Do you want to stay or do you want to leave? It's up to you. So God, by putting that one tree in the garden, it showed him that showed them how much he loved them and gave them the choice. Do you want to be with me or don't want to be with me? The choice is yours. I, I, I like your answer. Yeah. I have a different one. Okay. And I say to myself, I, I think to myself, God made this perfect garden, this beautiful place. They could walk with him every day. It was absolute magnificence. I, mm-hmm. I think it's beyond our comprehension at this point to even imagine the yep. beauty in Eden. Mm-hmm. There were trees and mountains and flowers and rivers and lakes and oceans. And, and, and there was one tree. He put one tree. Now, he could have put that one tree at the top of the Himalayas. He could have put the one tree behind a wall of bushes. He just put it in the garden. In it the was one. In the center of the garden. In the center of the garden. He put one tree. Now, how does that show you the nature of man? That even in all this perfection and beauty, one can still choose to sin. Anyway, there's a different way of looking at that. So that was a question I had. Okay, we've done that one. But just to summarize everything we've done today, children do not die and become angels in heaven. Children do not die because God needed another flower in his garden. We've been very clear on what happens and what the decision point is. So, on that note... That note, you're in closing prayer for us. Me. Okay. So, Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful to you for giving us the knowledge that you have to find our way to you. I know that your Holy Spirit is the one that leads us to you, and I'm grateful for all the information you provide And I pray for those listening, Lord, that if they haven't decided that you are their Lord and Savior, they would make a choice today to acknowledge your son and the amazing 
redemption that he provides and the way that he washes us clean i just feel your peace every day and i pray for the same peace upon those that are listening and speak to their hearts i pray my father in only way that they can hear you i pray this all in the mighty name of your son yeshua amen amen